Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original freedom. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Scott and Nate here at Original Freedom. Welcome to the Original Freedom Podcast. We are live, but not really. You know we recorded this shit, and we're just playing it back for you. But right now, I'm live uh, out here in sunny Southern California, and we are going to spend a little time talking about uh, something that, on one hand, when Nate and I talked about it, I was like, man, it's another heavy top, you know, another heavy topic. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's relevant, and um, we know that everyone out there uh, goes through the thoughts, their own thoughts and beliefs around this one word, and that being regret. Um, Tom and Nate had talked some about regret, and um, apparently how they use it to, to fuel it, or fear of it, essentially, they use it to fuel passion, essentially. Um, and Nate and I were talking about the way I view it as and uh, being a bit different and it'd be an opportunity to readdress the same topic in a different way, uh, which I believe is, is a great thing to do um, is to give folks different ways um, and of, of choosing what to think or, or, or how to believe. Um, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, regret. Well, what, what it is to you guys and how y'all aligned, I'd like to hear the, about that because you know I don't listen to our stuff. So right. I, I didn't even listen to that show. <laughs> I, I listen to none of it. Um, and so if you bring me up to speed there and then um, I'll offer my thoughts on it. I, I, in my gut, I think this is going to be a short show. Um, so we'll just get to the point. Well, and that's what you think. I, I don't think so. But we'll, you don't think so? No. Because right, to well, me, it was it, the, the, the topic of regret really comes up on two different parts because yeah one you know we talked about uh essentially the things that we went on and have done so far uh in our professional lives have been fueled by they've kind of been scary things i mean ambitious things that um that i know from my end people told me that i couldn't go do uh so as far as doubt being you know from from external forces of and and then infecting me infecting and then affecting me it is an infection negativities and then affecting me saying like wow can i really do that or like even do i want to go try because i may fail um and so that being that it settled down to like no that the regret is too great or the possibility of regret is too great that if i didn't go try that that i'm gonna go try it um, and it essentially was kind of the same deal for Tom kind of talking about his, uh, his rise through, through his career, uh, you know, within the military, but also coming in, in out things outside of work, the things that we wanted for our families, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and in, in our lives, our situations and that kind of thing. And, and going after those things because of the fear of regretting, not trying it and not having it later on. Um, but I think it's a good topic and we'll, we'll touch on kind of where you sit on that. And I think there's a part two of this that, um, is around the earlier conversation we had about regret too. So, uh, I would bring it back to kind of your feelings as of fear of regret and avoiding it as a driver Hmm. and where you fall in that. Yeah, I, um, I can understand 
how that that model works right that's a there's fear-based models there's reward-based models um that people live life through um that's a <clears throat> actually a, a really just in a positive way in some ways i don't know we don't have to sit here and dissect the damn thing and i don't want to do that it's more of a fear-based model though i'm fear i'm doing this because i fear that and at the end of the day good is done so who gives a shit right and that's the beauty of it and i think your model's right for you mm -hmm. um for me uh, the word regret, uh, if I hear it, the first thing I think is irrelevant, a uh, waste of time. Um, because of my overall belief system, which is that in whole, not without any peace, all things happen for a reason. So if I'm going to believe that way, um, then I have to assign purpose for all things. And if I change one thing, I don't get what I have now. And last time I checked, I want what I have now. So it's an absolute utter waste of my time to spend any of my emotional energy in the present on something that can't be any other way than what it was. And that alone takes regret and throws it off the, the table for me because why would I waste my time on that? I can't change the past. I can't predict the future. All I have is right now. Now, if you ask me, have I failed and have I learned? Many, many, many times. Have I hurt people? Absolutely. Through selfish decisions. Have I done great things? Yeah, it's, it's all of it. And it took all of it. You know, you and I talked today a bit about this. It was kind of cool, right? You change one thing and you're not here. Well, mm -hmm. You know, because of the nature of where we're scaling to and what we're doing, you're a absolute integral part of that, right? So you change one thing, your story, you're not here, so I'm not here and we're not here. So, no, I don't, uh, my belief around regret is that um, it's a word that I could get rid of. It's meaningless to me. You're right. Had I not, had I not chosen some of the things that I've done, maybe I wouldn't be here, maybe I wouldn't be in this profession, maybe I wouldn't be in X location with X person with whatever. And I feel like realistically people have done that. You know what I mean? Had I chosen not to do that or have I listened to certain things that like, Oh, that's too risky or, Oh, I may fail at that. I'm going to go with what's safe or something like that, that the percentage of people are in, are making those types of decisions rather than, what is true to them, what is true to their purpose and living, uh, incongruent. Um, so as far as like the fact that everything happens for a reason, I believe that because I believe life has been great to me, you know what I mean? And I, and in my current situation, I love it for someone that doesn't, that isn't in that place. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be horrible to hear that everything happens for a reason. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Whereas, I mean, there there are definite ways that, like, you could go to choke points of people's lives and say, had I chosen to do this, I would be happier. You know what I mean? They think they would be. It's a presumption. Mm -hmm. It's not a fact. It's not true. Um, and I would agree with you. And, and by no means do I flippantly say, hey, everything happens for a reason. Get the fuck over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um <clears throat> Being someone who has had, I'll, I'll say with confidence, my fair share of shit sandwiches in life, mm -hmm. um, that 
Yeah, there was plenty of times I didn't want to hear, hey, this serves a purpose, Scott. Everything mm -hmm. happens for a reason. Um, and what I have come to believe is that's just the truth for me. And, I, you know, it doesn't, to me, it's like if that offends or that's whatever, it's like, hey, it's everyone has to figure out this this whole deal for themselves. Um, because at the end of the day, what you believe is based on the perception of the experiences that you have and the beliefs you were given enough or choose. Like, I, I don't know what's right for you. Like it always comes back to, Hey, how's that working for you? And you and if you're like, yo, it drives me, I succeed. It's like fucking good, man. Awesome. I, I don't align with the way you use that yet. I don't, um, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong either uh, because it's working for you so to speak, right? Because uh, if it wasn't, no one, no one, you know, for the most part puts down a tool that's still working for them. Um, it just, like, I can't comprehend living in in that mindset just because it's out of alignment with my with my belief system. Um, and it's not to, to make, you know, anyone out there say, like, hey, just figure it out. Yet, having been in really shitty situations um, that I have had to assign reasons for that weren't pleasant, that it's like, and in the future, it it's proven out there was a why, right? And I go back to the mental um, connection of dots. You know, I explained this story to, uh, I explained this concept to my daughter um, several years ago um, when her mother and I first split and um, we're, you know, in the process of getting a divorce and of course it sucks. No doubt, right? It was the, the summer between her seventh and eighth grade year. She was 12. And um, I remember I was helping, you know, move uh, them into another place. And I looked at her and I was like, hey, can I tell you a story? And, uh, and she's like, sure. And uh, of course it wasn't a time she wanted to hear any <laughs> fucking philosophical dad stuff. Um, at the end of the day, her parents are splitting. Um, she's moving schools like this sucks. And it did. And she had every right. Yeah, of course. Yet in that moment, what I, what I remembered and what I shared with her, I was like, Hey, um, you know, your grandparents, they're not together. And she's like, yeah. I was like, well, you know how old they were when they, you know, got a divorce. She's like, no, it was like 12. I was 12. It was between my seventh and eighth grade year. And, uh, it's the same as you. And I could start to tell she's like, Oh, fucking really dad. Really? I mean, just stay with me. You know, I said, so moved over there and I, I met this guy who you've known your whole life as your uncle Jason and a buddy of mine from high school. And it's like, yeah, it's like, well, you know, after I joined the army, I went back home on leave and I got set up on a blind date uh, with a good buddy of mine, your uncle Jason, you know, who it was it's like, no, it's like, it was your mom. And, uh, I said, so see if Nana and Papa and she finished the sentence, she goes, hadn't got a divorce and you wouldn't have moved to West Palm and met Uncle Jason. You, and then she goes, and I wouldn't be here. Boom. I'm like, if you can remember that the rest of your life in your darkest days, remember it because everything in time, if we're awake, if I'm awake, because this happens all the time, the purpose for the, for this and that happens all the time around me. But I have to be awake. I have to be conscious. I have to go, right? Because there's power in that. 
and understanding and making sense and it's not abstract and it's not just a roll of the dice it's not no everything has a purpose and design um, and for me that model regret doesn't fit it and one of the reasons that I believe that exists was is also <clears throat> correlates quickly into how many times I've been called crazy um, in my life um, as it related to usually like what you're going to do what you're leaving the military at 17 years you're doing this you want to be in the personal you're going to write a book you're going and it's like because regret doesn't exist in my world it's because i do what i feel i'm supposed to do now is that always right nah have i made mistakes you bet have i learned lessons have i failed 100 percent? and i don't fucking have any regrets so I, I don't know what that is, and, and I have no intention of ever finding out what that is. And I'm willing to pay the price, which is pain at times, for making a call, moving forward, sometimes fast, um, and then learn quick. Um, and that's the way I choose to move through life now. Um, and so I believe one who potentially lives in a model similar to mine is also going to be someone who you're uh, very uh, often find that they're going to get called crazy. So, um, and that goes back to, you know, several years ago, I, I made my definition of crazy, which is that crazy is an antidote for the mediocrity provided by normal. Because normal people have regrets. Crazy people don't. My question that I wanted to bring up, and this isn't in a, um, and it's in a sheer conversational way, because I'm a big believer of the the concept, the thought that everything happens for a reason, and I, obviously it's it's used a lot. A lot of people believe that. I think a lot of people say it. I, I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. I would say that too. And I would, I would, the thing I wanted to raise, cause I tend to overthink a lot. Um, and even in a literal way, like if that's the case, if what's the case, if, if, if everything happens for a reason to me, in, in, in some ways, does that take away the power that I have of choice? Hmm. <laughs> Free will over divine providence. Chicken or the egg. Man, that's a that that's a this, this fucking deep water there. Um, well, I'm not even. I don't want to know right I mean, or wrong. I'm not trying to prove anything wrong. I'm even just bringing no, it up because it's a question no, that I. No, like, it's a very philosophical. Well, I mean, it's a very right. That's an age-old philosophical question. But yeah, right. I mean, for that to how be much very... of, how much of this is free will versus right. how much of it is predetermined, right? Predestiny. Mm -hmm. um, that's a that's a rabbit hole. I believe everyone has to go down on their own, um, because in my experience, it's one that. Well, first of all, we're talking about attempting to comprehend the incomprehensible, mm -hmm. right? To to make the infinite finite, right? Which is in itself impossible. Yet because things are impossible it means all things must be possible as well so i mean it, it's it's a that's a complex little game you're getting into there um and what i would say is everyone yeah for me um it comes down to a process uh, of allowance 
allowing that which already is to just be literally me out of the way. See, now we're quickly going to get into a time-space thing and the fact that we're sitting in the past anyway and what we call the future is the present. Well, we don't need to go down there. <laughs> well, but it's just a natural path and it's a fun one. Uh, yeah, you know, how much is, I mean, that goes back to asking people, what do they believe? The first thing I'd ask you, I'd ask somebody is, uh, do they believe in allness or do they believe in separation? Which model do they live with? Right, one or the other. Either, either we are part of all or we are separate from God, period. There's only, back to two, it's a dualistic world, there's two models. There's a model of oneness and there's a model that that is one of obedience and of dependency, right, period. That's it, so people are either living with a model that is a dependency model, and that's not meant to be negative around it, it's mm -hmm. just the way it works. Mm -hmm. I get this if you do that, mm -hmm. right? There's models that say, um, I get to go to heaven if I do this. If I don't do this, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. That's that simple. It's a basic model. You either get to have bad times or good times, and that somehow relates to either what you think, say, or do down here, none or all of the above, depending on you know where you're at. And I believe that they're all every one of them serves a purpose, and I will tell you all of them require a level of dependency that Definitely. gives everyone within the belief system a framework and structure that limits them as it relates to human potential so you either believe you're part of or you came from and that into itself most people can't answer at their core uh, as to which side they will fall on um, and the easy one is came from by the way that's the easy one because there's rules and there's what to do and what not to do. And there's a lot less thinking and a lot more going along with um, versus a freedom model. And that question in itself, until that's answered, well, then it's like, boom, okay, if someone, if you were to ask me, I'd say, well, in a freedom model, I'm limitless. Pure human potential connected. All there is, was, ever will be. It's all happening at the same time right now, everywhere at once. Boom. So you got to answer that question first. And then I would, you know, say to that person, one of those offers a model that you are the creative force or a part of a co-creator in the force that creates your experience and your interpretation and your purpose that you assign is what you're supposed to do. And that's hard job. Yeah, I know that's my job. To assign purpose to everything that happens in my life, whether it be painful, whether it be viewed as bad, good, right, wrong, great, all required. Because if not, it's all bullshit, and I can't roll like that. <laughs> We're way too smart. We've created way too much. We've created everything that you see that's not breathing, right, or growing, we created. Sitting there talking to freaking up to millions of people right now. We created the collective conscious through the internet, right? We created, McLuhan said we created, the man created central nervous system through power grid and electricity harnessing, right? Now we created the collective conscious. Where the rate at which we're communicating is near real time. It's insane, right? So you can't have it, for me, I can't have it both ways. And that's what I see people trying to do. They want it, they want it both ways. They want to be able to be this creative being 
and they still want to have a scapegoat and like, oh, this is just all part of the design. It's mm-hmm. like, no, sometimes it's like, no, Scott, you made a really fucked up decision. <laughs> That's why that happened. So just I'll learn from it and, and move on. That wasn't anybody punishing me. That was me potentially being selfish, me being short-sighted. Might have been me being gutsy and got me rich. Might have been me being um, loving and, and, and got me freaking a loving, caring partner or someone who, who takes care of me, whatever these things are, right? But I, I am the cause in life, always. So I'm not affected. Victims are just the affected. They sit back and let cause happen around them. And you can't have it both ways. And that's what most people live. The, you know, so it's like, hey, the cool, uh, the cool thing for me anyway is like until for me, unless I accept it all, I can't control anything. And the only thing I can control is me. So... That's where I take it back to. And if all things happen for a reason, there's no but. It's just period. Mm-hmm. So then I have to ask myself, all right, smart guy, then why did that happen? And maybe sometimes I got to sit down and write it until I figure it out. For me right now, that's it. But that gives me freedom. And it keeps me away from any regret, remorse, guilt, none. I'm pretty sure that's going to put a bow on this episode uh, around a topic, uh, the topic of regret. Um, If you're going to have it, I hope you have it the way Nate and Tom do and you use it to fuel you um, to do things to make sure you don't have the regret. Uh, If you'd like to adopt the model of it's absolutely worthless, worthless, and a waste of time, you'd be in my camp, so to speak, but we're not, we don't really give a shit about camps. Uh, actually just care more about, hopefully we stimulated some thought in your head that either affirmed your own belief, pissed you off, made you question ours, or, uh, got you digging for one of your own. Uh, cause at the end of the day, that's, uh, what this is all about. Original freedom is about doing what you need to do on a daily basis to make sure that you're choosing your belief systems, not being constrained or limited by anything from outside and that you're walking and living your truth. That's it from me and Nate and everybody out there. Hit us up on social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz or find us on the website at www.org3.com. Take care.